Looking like an angel with no halo When I'm with her, tell me where the pain go Think I might be falling out of control What the fuck do I all right what is happening my people i'm fresh off of a uh a long night shift and i'm uh a little tired so this could either be a shit show or it could be really fucking good but that's pretty much the it's pretty much the way every episode goes though anyway but um Anyway, yeah, I you know I was having a um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and uh, I forgot who it was, but we were talking about the podcast, and I was talking about how you know I'm, you know I'm sure if you if you've listened to even a third of the episodes, you've heard me at some point say how um, this is a learning process, and I'm like trying, you know, it's like it's like a skill, it's something that you got to practice at and get better at, and um. But what I've started to realize is that it's more than just a skill like me working on like the the delivery of what I'm trying to say, the making the communicate the um com sorry, making the conversation flow. Um there's a lot more to it than that. And one of those that I've been struggling with is um I still try to I still try to please everybody, I guess. Or not please everybody, but I still try to, like... I, I worry too much about offending some people. And, um... I don't know, but when I do that, it makes me kind of hold back a little bit. And I was... Uh, oh, I know who I was talking I was talking to my mom about this. That's who it was. But I, um... I was... Because I was telling her about an instance I had. I had somebody, um... I'm not going to put their name out there or anything, but I had somebody reach out to me uh, after one of the episodes and was basically like really upset with something that I said and didn't like it. And I just, you know, told if, if any of you follow me on Instagram or you follow the podcast on Instagram, you see the way that I, ha- I handle like anybody who comments because I, I get comments like, oh, promote your promote this post on whatever, promote it on here, promote it. And if you follow me, you see how I handle all that. I'm very just direct. I just say no, just no, because I mean, it's, I'm not going to sit there and give an explanation why I don't need to have this conversation of, oh, well, what all do you do? I, I don't need all that. We're just going to I'm just going to tell you, no, let's not waste each other's time. And um, so this person that I had to reach out to me. Uh, you know, they reached out and they were upset about something that I said, and you know, I handled it the same way. I just, I just responded and said, "Didn't ask, like, didn't ask why, like, you know, I didn't ask if you for your opinion. I didn't ask if you cared." And um, but you know, talking to my mom about this stuff, it kind of reinforce, like, kind of reinforced this, you know, the uh, this thought that I've had before about how. You know, I'm not gonna please everybody, and if and if I don't, well, then I don't want them as a listener anyway. You know, that's not, or I don't want them as somebody who is following the podcast anyway. And so, uh, like I said, I'm working on really kind of finding this, finding my identity in this podcasting world, I guess, and figuring out how to figuring out the identity of this podcast as it is. And so, um, I don't know. I think, I think from which I'm still going to have to get better at, but I think from here on out, I'm probably, you know, I'm probably going to say some stuff that's going to offend people. And if you don't like it, then, you know, you don't have to listen. That's just, you know, that's, that's fine. But if you, this is what I was telling, this is what I was telling my mom. If you do like it though, but if you do like what I'm talking about and you, at least understand because a big part of the reason why I hold back is because I have a very um, I don't know I have a very different sense of humor like uh, like talking about like dark stuff is not like like some things that people would talk about dark like joking about um, I don't fucking know what's something that's pretty dark to joke about like joking about death and stuff like that like that's like 
that's funny. Like all that stuff is like fair game to me because it's like, and you have to understand the context. Like it's a joke. Like obviously, I'm not like serious about, you know, I don't like want people to die, or I'm not like excited people have you know died or anything like that. But like I have a very like different sense of humor. It's very like sarcastic, and so part of the reason why I've held back the way I do is because, um. I'm. I just worry that people aren't gonna get that I'm joking. Like I'm just fucking kidding. But I mean, who cares? If you get it, you don't. If if you if you do get it, well, guess what? Just like like one thing like I, like I joke about is like the more uh one thing I joke about with like I'm sure if you're like a close friend of mine, you've heard me say this is like this podcast. Like I'm gonna upset people and offend people, and I'm gonna turn people off to the podcast but so it might start with a broad audience and then I start losing people along the way but like as I do whoever's left at the end is gonna like for one you're gonna completely understand like my sense of humor you're gonna completely you don't might not completely agree with what I say but you at least are you have like the same way of thinking as I do as far as like you at least will listen to somebody else's opinion and not um not be super judgmental, I guess. I don't know. But it's like, so one thing I joke about is like, I might start with a huge audience, but by the time I get to the end, I'm basically going to have a cult. Like that's what this podcast is going to turn into. It's going to be a, it's going to be a cult. There's going to be, you know, everybody's going to have very similar ways of thinking or ways of like senses of humor and stuff like that. So like everybody who still listens to this, you part of the cult. And if you don't want to be a part of the cult, you piece of shit. And that's all there is to it. You're either with us or you're against us. But, um, so yeah, so from now on, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm just going to stop. I'm going to see how it goes. It might go fucking awful and I might drop down to two listeners, but then guess what? I have two cult members. So we're, um, yeah, so from here on out, I think I'm going to, or I not think, I'm, from here on out, I'm going to um, really work on just, you know, showing my actual personality for the way that it is, and if you, if you understand the joke, and you understand that I'm fucking around, then you get it, and if you don't, then you don't, and you could be mad, but keep it to yourself, because didn't ask, don't care, okay. But there's a lot to uh, a lot of stuff that I wanted to get into, and I want to go ahead and knock this out first because I know I get a lot of people who say that they don't really care for the fight talk and jujitsu talk and all this stuff. Didn't ask, don't care. Getting into it, so um, right now I'm getting ready for um, getting ready for my first ever jujitsu tournament on. June 26th I think it is and um, I just want to talk about that a little bit because it started to make me realize um, for one the amount of work that goes into it like to actually like if you actually care I mean you could just any any of y'all could if even if you don't train you could literally just go sign up for a tournament and be in the tournament but to actually like compete and like try to succeed at it the amount of work that goes into it is like fucking ridiculous i look like a junkie right now i'm so fucking bruised up all the like the bruises on my arm i have a bruise under my fingernail like i'm so fucked up it's i mean like i said i look like a junkie i look like white trash i look like um I look like you'd see me in a fucking wife beater and then a uh, my son in, like, just a diaper in the middle of Walmart. Like, that's what I look like right now. If you saw me, like, with, like, if you saw my arms and my legs and shit, you'd be like, oh, he's definitely fucking high. And there's definitely a needle and or empty baggies in his car. Um, But, no, the amount of work that goes into it is, like, it's so fucking hard. And so the um it's kind of opened my eyes to that the fact that people who like i'm just training in, in one 
discipline, so to speak. Like I'm just doing, this is just a jujitsu tournament. So I'm really just training in one discipline, you know, once, twice a day. If I can do two a day, then I'll do two. Then I do that. But, you know, once or twice a day, every day. And then, but it opened my eyes to like these, like people who fight, like do like full MMA, like the UFC, Bellator, like all these actual fighters, like to do every fucking aspect, like jujitsu, wrestling, uh, your striking, whether it's boxing, kickboxing, whatever it may be. And then you also still need to do, you know, cardio training, strength training, all this stuff. They're fucking animals. Like that's it's and it's it's hard for like it's hard to even put into words because it's something that's like you don't understand until you do it. Like if you did, you know, if you did one round, you'd be like, okay, and and you're you'd kind of understand like, okay, I have to do a lot more of these, you know, a few times a day, every day for however long, and then, but it's just fucking insane, like the commitment that that takes, and um. But no, I just wanted to get into some of my thoughts about this uh, this tournament coming up. For, um, f- first, like I said, it's June 26th at, um, I believe it's at NRG Stadium, where the Texans play, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look that up real quick. It says NRG Park. I don't know if that's the same thing as NRG Stadium. But... It's at NRG Park, whatever it is, in Houston. Um, you know, I keep hearing, uh, and, you know, this is probably my ignorance or whatever, but, like, I, I've heard so many people say, like, how you get so nervous and stuff before a tournament, and I'm, I don't know. I don't feel, I don't feel nervous at all. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a psychopath, but I, I don't, I don't feel nervous at all. And, like, anytime I start getting any nerves, I just, like, have to remind myself that, like, because, I like, the, where my nerves come from is a few places. So, I, I start getting, you know, I start having, like, the self-doubt stuff where you're like, oh, am I, I'm, am I going to go out there and just, am I really not as good as I think I am? Am I going to go out there and just get beat by everybody? And then that immediately, I'm, I just, I'm like, nah. Because, and that goes away because the people who put that doubt in my head are the people who beat me, who are like constantly beating my ass in the in the gym and all this stuff. And really, the only people who really just completely dominate me in the gym are people who are either a much higher belt than me, or they are much bigger than me, like heavyweights. And like I've you know I train with so many heavyweights, it's like. I feel like whenever I get to the tournament and it's people my weight class and my like you know my weight class and my skill level it's just not gonna I mean I'm saying this now but I'll probably like you know obviously y'all see me post about it in the future I say this now like I probably I feel like I am gonna do very well but I very well could go get my ass whooped and that's just how it goes. But I feel like with the amount of the fact that I really only get beat by people who are a higher belt or a much bigger weight class, then I mean, when I get to, when I compete against people who and this is just my this is just my fucking like I said, it's my ignorant brain thinking. It's like I feel like if when I get to the point where I'm actually there and I'm competing against people my size and around my skill level. I just don't really feel like they give me that big of a problem. But, you know, but so that's like where the one, the one little bit of stress, not stress, I I don't know, a little bit of worry, I guess, for the, uh, or nervousness comes from the, is worrying about just completely going out there and just getting my ass kicked. But like I said, that goes away very, every time I think of it, that goes away extremely quick. And then, the only other part of um, only other area of like nerves or like stress is because I don't want to let down. Um, I don't want to let anyone down. Like I always like I I sit there and feel like if I don't go out there and do well, then I'm gonna let 
I'm going to let Ruben down. I'm going to let my sister down. And really just them two. Like, I don't really think about anybody else now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I just don't want to let them two down. And they might not even have high expectations for me, but I know I have it for myself. And the fact that I was, you know, technically one of their first, I've been, you know, like I've told y'all before, I've been around the gym from the beginning. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm technically like one of their first, one of, if not their first student. And so like, I, uh, you know, whether they, whether they look at it this way or not, I feel like I am supposed to set an example. And so whenever it comes to this tournament, I just feel like I should, like, I can't let them down. Like I have to, I feel like I have to perform and like, and go out there and win. Like any, anything less than first to me is like, I'm is like a let down. Like I let them down by not coming in, for, in first, and so like that's where my other nerves come from. But again, that even that you know like I'm sure like I kind of just did while I was explaining that to y'all. I kind of talked myself out of that one as well. I'm like, ah, they probably don't really give a fuck, or they probably don't not give a fuck. But you know what I mean? Like they probably don't really. They probably just want me to go out there and just see how good I can do. It's not really about you know you have to get gold or anything like that, and we expect all this from you. Like I probably just put that pressure on myself, but, but yeah, like I don't, you know, coming up to this tournament, like I hear people talk about how nervous you're going to be. And like I said, the only two things that cause me nerves, they go away so fast. It's like, eh, that's gone. Now that'll probably change as it, you know, once I actually get to the tournament, but, um, I'm feeling good though. And I'm kind of pissed. I'm fucking hangry because I'm cutting a little bit of weight for the tournament to get down to a little weight class just below just below mine um so i have to cut like 14 pounds and you know i did i I think i cut eight or something in the no i'm sorry i cut seven i cut seven in the first like five days and then all my you know the my coworkers and stuff that i talked to about it they're like oh man what'd you do don't eat like shit that's it you just don't eat like shit cut sugar out and don't eat which i'm probably ruining the amount of sugar I'm supposed to have today because, uh, you know, whenever I do the podcast, I like to, I like to crack open a margarita whenever I have these, whenever I do these, uh, podcasts. And, uh, so I'm probably, let me check. I probably am killing how much sugar I'm supposed to have in a day by drinking these. There's no way these don't have sugar. Oh, and there's no nutrition effects altogether, which is smart because they're probably thinking, you know, if you're drinking a margarita, you don't give a fuck about your health. So, but no, so I'm like, like right now, like going to the tournament, like I'm trying to, I got to cut like another seven pounds or something, which is no big deal. Um, it's so fucking easy. I mean, just have a metabolism, you know, just have a meta- You know, I, am I the only person who like knew... Uh, like, did am I the only person that like went to school with somebody like went to school with so, uh, some fat person who always blamed it on on their thyroid? Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like everybody had that person in their grade or their school that was like that was like overweight, and they're like, I have a I have an inactive thyroid. My my thyroid's slow. It's like, nah, I also eat fried food and fucking sugar constantly, so that's not helping. But anyway. No, so I'm on a, you know, I'm not even really on a diet. I'm just like, you know, like I said, I'm not eating. Like, I eat when I'm bored. So, like, I'm just not eating when I'm bored and watching how much I eat and taking sugar out. That's it. So, it's not, you know, it's not Jenny Craig or fucking Weight Watchers. I'm not counting points. I'm not doing any of that bullshit. I'm literally just eating, like, you know, like I said, just take sugar out. But um, it's got me kind of moody because I think because I'm used to eating like so much or, or as, you know, a lot more often. And um, now I just can't. But hey, that's, I guess that's what it takes. We'll see. Now, if I do all this and I get my ass kicked, I'm going to be pissed. But um. One thing I wanted to bring up is I fucking found a new, um, actually, let me pull it up. I found a new 
I think it's new to Netflix. It's not a new documentary, but it's new to I believe it's new to Netflix. It's called Dream Killer. It's about um I actually haven't even got that far into it. But basically but what I'm just from reading it, it's basically about this uh this guy, he was like 17, him and his him and his friend were 17 and somebody killed this um let's see here. Yeah, Dream Killer. This riveting crime doc follows Bill as he confronts America's broken judicial system after his son is falsely sentenced to 40 years in prison. Okay, so apparently his, from, I'm like, I almost made it to the end of the first episode and then I had to go to work and all that stuff, so, but it's good. It's good so far. But it's basically, um, what you see is these two kids they were like 17 at the time and so it's still kind of unclear like there's this guy was killed in a parking lot and like right away it starts showing these cops um these cops like interrogating them but when they're interrogating them like if you follow crime shows at all you see you can pick up on how the one cop is like leading He's like the way he's wording stuff, and um, he's like cutting off the guy he's interrogating so that he doesn't say something. Because you know, like some okay, so if they're interrogating somebody, and they say they can sometimes say something like, um, like I don't, rem- I don't know, I didn't see, it. I didn't see what he was holding, I didn't see it clear. Like if they say that something like that, then that will make that kind of kills the argument later on if whenever they try to bring up like okay well what did you see what he killed what he was killed him with or in this case what he strangled him with if well if he said in the interrogation i didn't see it clearly i wasn't over there well then that kills that argument so you can tell right off the bat that these cops are like leading the interrogation and they're cutting him off. They're cutting off the one guy who's like clearly mentally unstable. Like he, they're leading him and with questions like saying, okay, well, like they kind of back him into a corner. They actually physically back him into a corner, but then like also psychologically back him into a corner by telling him like, okay, well your ass is on the line and, and your friend Ryan doesn't care about you and doesn't care about your, you know, if you get in trouble or not. And it's like, well, they had, at that point, they hadn't even talked to Ryan. So, th- like, they're saying these things to try to, like, get answers out of him. So, like, if you follow crime shows at all or anything like that, then you you pick up on it right away how this these crop, these crop, these cops are crooked. And, um, but, and then also they hired the fucking, the worst attorney of all time. The worst defense attorney of all time. Like, this guy didn't he didn't have anything prepared and you see it he just is like he is like fumbling words and he's like doesn't know the names of people and he doesn't know where the the crime scene layout he doesn't know anything it's it was a complete shit show but um i bring it up because for one it's it's good so far and so if you watch it and then you get all the way through and you say, hey, Kate, that fucking sucked. Well, guess what? I've only made it like 40 minutes in, so chill out. But also, it kind of started making me think because I really would like to talk to a prosecutor because I have such a bad opinion on them. I fucking can't stand prosecutors. Because and I also can't stand the way, it, or it makes me at least question the way these cops like conduct, you know, conduct their business, conduct what their job is and what they're trying to do. Because when you watch this, it shows like they, you know, and like I said, if you're a, if you are a crime TV show person and you watch interrogations and stuff like that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Their job more than anything is not to find the truth. Their job is to close the case, especially when it's like this one. I think this murder had happened um, two years prior to like two years prior or something like they didn't have they didn't know who committed the murder. And um, so it happened like it had happened like two years prior to the 
what you're seeing. Like you see the interrogations and stuff. And so like when it's a, you know, a cold case like that, or when it's a case that's been unsolved for a long time, they really, to me, it seems like they really don't worry about, uh, or at least some of these shows make it seem like they really don't worry about finding out the truth. And they worry, just worry about closing the case or at least getting somebody who is a solid enough suspect to where they can put them in jail and then put them on trial. But then here's where the problem with the prosecutors come in. These prosecutors, and we've all seen it before, we've all seen somebody who was put on trial for something and they were put in jail and it turns out they were innocent and they get out, you know, 15, 20 years later, whatever it may be. And you see this stuff and it's like, okay, well, how are these prosecutors not in trouble for this shit? Like, how is there not like, like there's, there's right and wrong. There's, that's just how life is. There's right and there's wrong. And that's, there's no, there's no fucking gray area in between. There's, there's right, wrong. And then there's like a moral dilemma, which is like the only gray area in between. And, that, and that's like, would you, a moral dilemma, uh, would you, would you shoot your, would you shoot your dad if they were uh, putting your child at risk? Well, it's my dad, but it's also my child. Dad, you got to go. I'm shooting you. Like, that's a moral dilemma. But there's right and there's wrong and then moral dilemmas. That's that's where I'll leave that. But these prosecutors in this show, and not just in this show, in a bunch of shows, it's 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 a lot like the, the police interrogators. Like, their job is to trick you up and make you make you misspeak and try to get you to falsely confess to things. And they, they just want to close the case. They don't give a fuck if it's right or wrong. And they don't care if you're innocent or guilty. They just want to close the case and get you to like, they, they trick you into questioning. Like, and that's, and that's not just in these police interrogators. This is like all cops cops. I'll tell you a story. So, and it's, it's like, you know, they're, they're, in a way that I, I think they're, tra- I think they're kind of trained to do this in a way. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. I have to talk to one, but, um, like these, tr- like the questions that are like the way they trick you. So I was probably a little quick story time. So I was probably, oh, man, I don't know. I was like 13, maybe 14. Uh, eh, I was probably third. Yeah. Probably 13 years old. And the house I used to live in whenever I was, you know, growing up, there's a park right by, if you're, if you live in Orange and you're familiar, there's, eh, actually, you know what, I'm not going to use too many uh, descriptive words, but, because I don't know if I can get in trouble for it, but, um, I know how to avoid that. Allegedly, this happened. Um, But the house I lived in growing up, the, um, there was a park that was directly behind it. Well, this was like not long after 4th of July or whatever, you know, I had some extra fireworks in my room and me and a friend of mine allegedly went in the backyard and we were allegedly shooting these fireworks at, um, I forgot what it was. Something, it was like a, it was like a dog bowl full of water and we were like trying to shoot it in there. It was, uh, Roman candles allegedly. And they, um. And, you know, one could, let's just say it like one could say, you know, when you're 13, Roman candles don't shoot straight and you have bad aim. And so possibly, allegedly, somebody, me, shot one and it bounced across the street into the park and started a fire. So it started this fire, you know, it got, you know, it started getting out of control. We tried to put it, we allegedly were, had something to do with it and we were trying to put it out. And it got out of control, called the fire department, whatever. Well, then the police show up and the police come to the door and they're asking questions. Well, the way the police asked the question to me was, and, you know, they asked if we had anything to do with it. Of course, you know, alleged, you know, of course we didn't, allegedly. And um, so, you know, tell them no and all this stuff. And then the way they, they keep asking questions, well, the way that they worded the question was okay well where was your fire okay for one to, to a 13 year old 
that's fucking to anybody. I feel like that's confusing because if you say where was your fire, do you mean where is the fire? Where was the fire that I called about, or where was a, a fire I like that's mine that I started? But so it's like it's a way of trick questions to where it's like the way you word the questions, you can trick somebody into giving, you know, an answer that could be incriminating. And that's where that's where these police you know interrogators come in and they they like I said, they don't really give a shit about what's right or you know, who's innocent and guilty. They just wanna they can trick you up, they can make you into a suspect and then boom, you're in jail, you're on trial, all that stuff. But to get back to the point, the prosecutors in this, the prosecutors in this case that it's showing are, you know, like they all, they have access to all the evidence, you know, all the evidence, I would assume. And so, you know, like you, they get to see the case before the the jury and the judge and all these people. So they know who's they know who's innocent and guilty and they know if and they know if the evidence can completely prove that or not if it's if you can't completely prove somebody's guilty then you need to keep working on your case and you know they should be free to you know free to go and then come back to whatever or they should be you know whatever the case may be but they you can't sentence somebody if it's not completely proven but the point is these prosecutors will take evidence that they see is clearly not is clearly not like you know it's not you know like this like the the term the smoking gun it's not a smoking gun like you can't see that this is the person that did it they have evidence that's not 100% crystal clear but they have enough to where they can make it look like that person was you know was the person who committed the crime and to me like that's so fucked up that these people that prosecutors will sit there build a case against somebody whether they did it or not they don't give a fuck because their job is to their job is to get you their job is to get a conviction on you and that's it like they don't they don't care whether you did it or not their job is to take the evidence that they're given and build a case to get a conviction on you period no matter no matter whether you did it or not and that's what's so fucking crazy to me is seeing seeing this stuff is like how how for one how's that fucking legal because you know there used to, you know you know everybody's heard the saying uh you know you're innocent until proven guilty that's not the case anymore that's not the case anymore you know it's um it's kind of like this whole cancel culture thing where people are you know get you know trying to take people down for whatever it may be um you know whether they you know t- um, what, what's the common one? Um, oh, some sort of like sexual like misconduct or whatever. Well, it's like they want to attack you for like if you quote unquote for like for like if you force yourself on on like a woman, obviously that's wrong. But then it's like well, okay, well where does the line stop? Because there's there's forcing yourself on someone, and then there's also like you know trying to trying to make a move because you're not sure if. Like I mean, ever like okay, if you're if you're anybody, guy or girl, you probably remember like you probably remember like your first kiss or your first kiss with a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it may be. You don't you don't just sit there and make that agreement ahead of time and sit there and say, "Hey, do you want to kiss me?" Yeah, okay, all right. Well, you have my consent. Let's like okay, but well, let's do it now. You don't do nobody does that. That's fucking whack. So lame. Like everybody, like you, you know, you feel it out, and then sometimes, you know, sometimes you fucking misread the situation, and guess what? They weren't trying to fucking kiss you or whatever it may be, and then now, you, and guess what? You sit there and you feel like a fucking loser, and and you are, and you should feel like that, and it's and but everybody fucking goes through that shit. But my whole point in all this is, it's like all this like cancel culture stuff. It's like there's like gray areas to it, and. It's so much about just like get them, get them, get them, and there's no okay. Well, let's look into it and see if and see if it really wasn't as bad as they're making it out to be. Or it's like it's like whenever um, 
like I forgot the girl's name, but the girl that who um, there's been multiple actually, but there's one specifically who um, claimed that this who claimed that this college football player raped her, right? She claimed that he raped her. He missed out on going going to the NFL and all this stuff, and comes out, you know, because like I said, it's it's not it's no longer innocent until proven guilty. It's you're immediately guilty until they can prove that you're innocent. And then when they prove that you're innocent, it doesn't matter because they're not going to put that out in the news or out. You know, they're not going to put that story out there because it doesn't really. That's not what sells. So. Like in the instance of that college football player, this girl claimed that she raped him. Or I'm sorry, whoa, that'd be wild. Claimed that he raped her, and um, so he missed out on going pro. He missed out. You know, she she ruined his life essentially because he was the. Um, if you if you want to look it up, the player's name uh, was Sean Oakman. He was like a defensive lineman for uh, Baylor. Um, but yeah, I, I believe he was he was like falsely accused for for rape and. So, like, she ruined his life, essentially. Like, you know, I mean, especially at that point when you're this, you know, stud D1 athlete, you've worked your entire life to get there, and then it's immediately, it's no more guilty, and it's no more innocent until proven guilty. It's immediately, you're fucking guilty. And then they looked into it, and they actually, you know, did what they're supposed to do. They did their research. It turns out it wasn't true, and that she made it up because she was mad at him for some other thing. Well, guess what happens to her? Nothing. She's fine. She goes on living her life. And guess what happens to him? He his life is over basically. Like he his football career is done. His name is is his name is ruined because now no NFL team wants to take a shot on him, and he's missed so many years of football that he really can't jump back in and compete. And so the whole reason I even bring all this shit up and bring it back full circle is because these you know the way these prosecutors and these detectives and stuff work on this documentary just from what I've seen so far and just from what I'm taking from other documentaries they, it's it's almost like it's not innocent until proven guilty it's we really you're the person that we're going to prove to be guilty whether you are or not and I don't know it just it just puts a bad uh, I don't know it makes me like you know, I think I think everybody has a little bit of distrust towards the, uh, you know, our judicial system. But just watching this type of stuff, it just makes me like really question it and really wonder like how the hell we got here to the point where we can just sit here and be like, okay, well, this person's job is to build a case to get you convicted, whether you did it or not. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna build a case against you. Like I, I mean, it's I don't know. It's it's something that you'll have to watch it for yourself to see what the documentary and see what I'm talking about. But I didn't even mean to go on a rant that long about it. I made a, I literally made a small note that just says dream killer documentary. I didn't know it was going to turn into that, but that's how it goes. That's how it goes. But another thing I wanted to talk about though, is how apparently we're supposed to, our government, our government is supposed to release all of the, information they have on UFOs or something this month. I believe it's on UFOs and aliens or well, they just say UFOs like I'm not, I'm pretty sure they're not going to just come out and say aliens, but they're supposed to release all this information uh later this month. I think it's on like the 20 something. I forgot what day. But um no, so this, this them doing that, you know, the news about that coming out was, you know, it started a conversation with me and some people at work and stuff and um you know a lot of people which this can you imagine the amount of people who and this is whether you whether you know i I always say y'all like y'all are all sitting together listening to the podcast uh i don't know why i do that but you i'll just because it's probably just one of you by yourself so so you like you have to realize that, and this is a real thing, and this is what I'm talking about. People are not going to like some of the stuff I'm going to say, but it's fucking true. And sometimes it may not be true. This one is true. Sometimes it may not be true. I'm just trying to make you laugh. Fuck it. But this one may be true. You have to it is a very. You have to realize it is a very real thing that if this information comes out and they confirm... Yes, there's UFOs, 
Which UFO doesn't mean shit. UFO just means you don't know what the hell is flying. That's it. It's an unidentified flying object. You just don't know what it is. But if they come out and say, yes, you know, there's aliens, there's life on other planets and all this stuff. Do you, like, it's a very real thing that there's probably going to be some super religious people who actually kill themselves over this. And this, and it sounds crazy and it might sound harsh, but it's fucking true because in, you know, in, I'm not going to say all, but in some religions, they, that's not a thing. Like life on other planets and all this stuff is not a, is not a thing. It doesn't exist. And so basically what that's going to do, if that comes out and that comes, is that, and that happens to be in the information that destroys their these some of these people's entire belief system. Everything they've known from when they were growing up, you know, they grew up in a religious household, they grew up in a church, whatever it may be, and now they're being told, they're basically being told that everything they've heard is a lie, because, or not everything, but you, but you get the point. It's like you know they've been told this stuff, and it's like this information is. If it, if it, and this is all if this is hypothetical. This, we're hy- look, we're just brainstorming. This shit could happen. If it comes out and they say there is aliens, there's other planets out there. We don't know where they're at. We can't reach. We can't reach them. Whatever, but they can reach us. There is life out there on another planet. Some people are really gonna probably you know kill herself or have mental breakdowns because everything they've known their whole life is gonna they're gonna it's gonna make them question everything. And, uh, but this, but beside that, I don't see how people think it's not a possibility. And this is, look, I feel like I have one of the best arguments. This is, oh, fuck yeah. This is what's so good about a podcast. Cause I can get this, I can get this thought out without being interrupted. Cause I've never brought this up without somebody interrupting me. So, unless you pause it, but don't do that. If you, hey, if you're a real cult member, you won't pause it. You'll just listen. But, so here's the thing. So we've our you know scientists and our scientists and astrophysicists and all these people who like actually study space and I've probably got both of those wrong, but whatever. These people who actually like study like space and all this stuff, they've already confirmed that there's other life sustaining planets out there. It's too in it's too far uh it's there's no way it's not possible. Cause if you if you look at what what we've been taught as far as our planet inside our solar system, inside our galaxy, whatever, inside the Milky Way galaxy. And then there's countless, you know, endless galaxies upon that one. If you, if you, you know, which is what they tell us, and if you believe that to be true, well, then the chance of there being at least one other life sustaining planet out there, the chances are too great for that. So there's definitely other life sustaining planets out there. Well, here's the thing so life, hu- better way to put it. Human life on Earth, our Earth, started, they say it started between 200,000 and 300,000 years ago. Uh, uh, narrow it down. 100,000 years? Uh, narrow it down. There's too, that's too big of a gap. Please narrow that down for me. But anyway, so let's just go on the, on the low end and say that human life on Earth started 200,000 years ago. Okay. We know on the high end it can go up to... 3,000 years. I'm sorry, 300,000 years. So, if that's possible on our life-sustaining planet in our galaxy, and there's another one out there, or multiple other life, you know, life-sustaining planets out there, and life very well could have started, you know, the same time, 200,000 years ago, because we know these things are possible because it's already happened once and we're living it. If that's the case, who's to say that life on this other life on these other planets didn't start 210,000 years ago. It's it's in the realm of possibility because we know that because our you know on our planet we say it's 200,000 to 300,000. Yeah, fix that. But it's 200,000 to 300,000 on our planet. Say it ha- say human life started 200,000 years ago on Earth. And on this other planet that we're talking about in this hypothetical situation that is likely, it started 210,000 years ago. Well then, that would theoretically put these put that life 10,000 years ahead of us. 
Just think about that for a second. Because in like 2008, I think, is when like the first iPhone came out. And it was fucking bulky and heavy. And the fucking screen cracked every three seconds. And all your apps were slow as shit. And there was like, there was actually only like 40-something apps out at the time. And now you can pick up your phone, look at it, and it knows it's you. And it'll unlock. Like, and that's, what's that, 13 years? So imagine another fucking 10,000 years on top of that. How far... And I'm just talking about the iPhone. I mean, that's fucking stupid. But that's just an example of what human innovation can do in a short period of time. 13 years is not that long. And in the grand scheme of things. And so if you're looking at it like this, like, okay, well, we like, again, you know human life is possible because we're here. We know it can happen in a galaxy or a planet in this galaxy and all this stuff, and it started at least 200,000 years ago, up to 300,000 years ago. Those other planets are out there. Life could have started 210,000 years ago. That puts them 10,000 years more advanced than us. So what type of technology would they have? Do we think we could, in 10,000 years from now, I mean, fuck, we have Elon Musk. It might be 10 months from now that we can go outside of our solar system to another planet and just check things out just check things out just see what's going on i just think it's too um i don't know i just think the odds i think the odds are too great i think it's uh it's very likely that that's that's the case and i'm just worried about the about people freaking the fuck out over over this like it this is this is my thing it's kind of the same um it's kind of the same mindset I have about a lot of stuff. It's like, okay, if we, if they want, if these aliens were here and they were visiting our planet and all that stuff and they wanted to kill us, well, guess what? We'd be dead. We'd be fucking dead and there's nothing we could do about it because even weapons would be 10,000 years more advanced than us. So there's nothing we could fucking do about it. So all these people because you know it's gonna it's gonna fucking happen if this stuff comes out and then there's some real information in there that you know shakes people's belief and starts freaking people out what the fuck are you scared of if they wanted to kill us they'd have fucking killed us but it does i mean it does make you think like or at least for me my weird my weird brain the way it processes things at least makes me wonder like what if what if we what if like us as humans are actually like an experiment that these aliens are, have put on and when they come down they're all when they come and visit what they're do, they're just checking on their experiment like you ever what were those fucking things the um oh ant farms it's like a little ant farm like you just put the it starts like full of dirt and then you just put the ants on top and then shut that bitch and then you just leave it for however long and then you come back and you see like the tunnel system that they created and what they've made and all that stuff after however long. What if we what if we are that on a much bigger scale to these aliens? This sounds like I'm high right now. I'm not fucking high. I don't I don't do that. But I'm just saying, what if we are a larger scale ant farm to these aliens or whatever on a different planet and we are an experiment and they're just coming to check on us and be like oh they're really fucking it up they're really fucking things up right now look yeah I don't know I, like I said like I said hey I have weird thoughts and if you do and if you get it and you follow me right now then you're gonna be around for a while because this is I, I understand that like a lot of my thoughts and stuff like sometimes are hard to follow and sometimes hard for me to even get it out because like I my brain goes in so many different like so many different path pathways to get to the final statement that I'm trying to make but fuck it you follow along somehow um but anyway yeah I just I'm interested in this uh information that's going to come out and I'm, I I honestly hope they just come out and be like yeah look this shit's real like so is the Loch Ness Monster, but guess what? That died a long time ago. Get over it. It was a dinosaur. It's dead. Um, I mean, I, I don't know why they... 
if there's anything like there's got to be some stuff that they that the government keeps from us like i mean we'd be crazy to think there's not and i just wish that i just wonder for one why i wonder why because i mean i guess it would cause like mass hysteria and people would freak out and start killing themselves and fucking drawing pentagrams on the fucking walls and sacrificing their fucking animals and stuff like i don't i don't know what it would cause but uh, I'm sure there's some of that that goes into it, but also it's like, uh, who cares? There's too many people here as it is. Let people freak out and get killed. Shit happens. We have weight. We're overpopulated as it is. Um, yeah, this is fucking. This is also kind of random. It's also another random podcast, but you know, I feel like it kind of made sense if you listen to it all the way through. If <laughs> if you listen to us all the way through, just imagine the people. If there's anyone who skipped ahead like 20 minutes, like how fucking lost they'd be with what I was talking about. I'll get into, look, I'm almost done with this, but I've got one more note. That I'll, I'll go ahead and get into just because it was a note and it's this will be quick. Um, so if you're part of the cult, you uh, if you're part of the, the Fuller's House podcast cult, you uh, you now also have a beef with uh, USPS. You know, USPS is the enemy. Um, FedEx still cool. Amazon, they're you know they are they are go to. Um, what else is out there? UPS, you're cool. You you're cool. DHL, you're you know, let's call it what it is. You're for you're for trash. You're for you're for trash. Nobody uses DHL, but um, no, but we. In the Fuller's House cult now have a beef with USPS, and the beef comes because so I got my I got my son a um, I got him a a loft bed, and which is basically you know basically a bunk bed without the without the lower part without the bottom bed. It's just the top bed. That's it. And I thought you know and I thought it'd be cool because he could you know, have his bed and then still have the floor space underneath to play and all that stuff. And I set it up for like where he could be under there and watch movies. I set up lights under it, set the whole thing up. Well, he like, I, I started noticing that I would go in his room to wake him up for school and he would be sleeping on the floor. Like he would make a pallet on the floor and I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? And he, and he was just like, Oh, nothing. I'm sleeping. I'm like, all right. You know, I never, I just thought he got down to play and, you know, ended up falling asleep down there. Well, he ended up doing it so much. I was like, Hey man, I was like, do you not like, I was like, do you not like your bed being up that high? Are you scared? And he was just like, I'm just scared to hit my head on the fan, which the, where, where his, where his fan is, is not even reasonable for him to hit his head on. If he put it this way, if he hit his head on the fan, he deserved it because he shouldn't have been over there anyway. So, so I was like, Oh, okay. I said, well, I was like, well, do you want me to get you another bed? And he's like, no, I like it. He's like, I like my bed. I like it up there. I just get scared sometimes. I'm going to hit my head on the fan. And so I was like, okay, well, what can I do? What can I do to make this okay? Because I'm not going to have my son sleep on the floor. He's not going to do it. He's not going to keep making a pallet in the middle of the night and sleeping on the floor. And so I ordered him a, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to order him a futon. That way it can, his, the under part of the bed the bed basement can still be set up for movies and uh, where he can relax and play and all that stuff. And so I'm gonna get him a futon and then you can lay it out. If he, if he chooses to not sleep on his bed, cause he sleeps on it sometimes. If he chooses to sleep down there, he can lay it out. Boom. He's got a bed and I don't feel like shit. Well, um, so I order it for, and I order it, show it to him. I let him pick it out. He's super excited, and it says it's going to be delivered on the 20th of, um, of May. It says it's going to be delivered May 20th. Well, and it keeps saying delivery, May 20th. Uh, expected delivery date, May 20th. You know, we check it. Here comes the 20th, and I go check my phone, and it says it had just now shipped. So then I have to tell him, I have to break his heart once and say, look, dude, it's going to be another four days. It just now shipped. And he was like, oh, man. And, you know, 
you know, he, he was fine about it. He was like, oh, he was excited. So now he's kind of let down, whatever. So we're waiting. So it's supposed to come on the 24th. And this is all USPS. This is why, fuck USPS. So they, then it's supposed to be here the 24th. So the way mail works in my neighborhood, it like, it usually doesn't come until like six o'clock, like 6 p.m. And I'm already leaving to go to work. He's already, you know, at his mom's if that's where he's going to go that night or whatever. And so we're at baseball practice. You know, I take him to baseball practice on the 24th and we're at baseball practice and my phone goes off and it says it was delivered. It says your package was delivered. And so I tell him while we're at baseball, I'm like, hey, buddy, your futon's at the house. And he was like, and he like jumped up and like jumped up and hugged me around my neck. And he's like, yeah, like freaking out. And then uh, I was like, do you want me to put it together for you tomorrow? Do you want me to wait until you till the next time you come over and we'll build it together? And he's like, no, I want to build it together. I want to build it with you. And so I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. You know, we're about to have like a little father-son moment. He's so excited about his futon coming in. And then so we leave practice. You know, he goes with his mom. And then um, and then we get home. And when I pull and when I get there, there's no package there. And so I'm like, okay. Well, sometimes they mark it delivered whenever it's like about to be delivered. So I'm like, okay, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's going to be delivered later, but I have to go to work. So I tell Manessa, hey, text me whenever it gets here. Let me let me know when it when it gets here. Well, she goes to check the mail at our mailbox, and inside the mailbox there's a package that's you know addressed to me, and she sent it to me. She's like, hey, you have another package, and I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. I didn't order anything else. I don't think. And so she, I was like, open it up and see what it is. And it was a 10-pack of disposable masks, like the ones we all just got over wearing for uh, COVID. It's like a 10-pack of disposable masks. And I was like, what the fuck? I know I didn't order that. And so I look at the picture of the... I look at the picture that she sent me of the package, and you can see, like, the shipping label on it and everything. And so then I go check my... I go to where I can see the the shipping and the tracking for his futon, and it's the same fucking tracking number and same order number somehow usps got their got that this is i'll get to it i almost see you see how my brain starts working i almost went on off on the fucking tangent but i'll get to that so it's the same order number same thing somehow that label or whatever however it works got on a package of disposable masks Instead of a futon. Now, here's my beef with USPS. For one, you broke my son's heart twice. Uh, that's that's grounds for murder right there. Two, you've been a USPS has been around since I think since the fucking seventies. Like you've been a, like I think they've been around since since the seventies. Like if you've been around since fucking Nixon and and Nam, get your shit together. Get your fucking shit together. Like, it, it, like, how does it work? Is it are the stickers automatic? Does does a person still physically put the sticker on? Because if a person still physically puts a sticker on, get a better system. Get a better system. There's human error. Give it to a computer. Fuck, fuck them. Fuck their jobs. They shouldn't be working there anyway. Let some. If your job is is, if I hope somebody who works for USPS listens to this. If you are a person that works for USPS and your job is the sticker, is the sticker man, you put the stickers on the packages, you need a better job. You need a better job. Anyway, how is this not a computerized thing that just goes on? And also, how does, is there no way to check this shit? Like, you should be able to, they should be able, the sticker should be scanned and it should be like, okay, well, this thing is supposed to weigh 84 pounds. Why does it weigh two ounces? Something's not right here. There's an error. It should pop up something. You've been around since 71. How is this not a fucking better thing? So, like I said, that's, you know, you broke my son's heart twice. You've been around since fucking, seven, you know, since I think like 71 or something is when they were, uh, is when USPS was founded. I mean, at this point, like, if you if you know me, if you know me personally, uh, you which you'll get to from listening to the podcast, but 
one thing that you find out about me is I'm very like it doesn't matter what I do I try to be professional at it it like if I'm if I'm meeting up with you for drinks I'm gonna try to be a professional at meeting somebody with drinks or for drinks you you say let's meet at 10 I'll be there 950 like uh I'm gonna come in like you know proper drink attire I'm not gonna come in a fucking tuxedo like it's if you know we're going if you're like hey I need I need help moving some furniture okay well guess what I'm gonna tr- try my best to show up with a truck I'm gonna show up there early I'm not gonna show up in fucking dress clothes I'm gonna show up in fucking moving clothes like everything everything I tried and it's you know I've got my own little problems I guess and that's one of them is like for whatever reason I try to be professional at whatever I do so when something like this happens I've been around since 95 and I'm fucking more professional than USPS if you've been around for what's what's that now 70 that's 50 years they've been around 70, 30, 21, yeah, 50 years they've been around? You've been around 50 years. Figure it out. Figure it out. Your, own, your, your, your company is almost old enough to get the fucking discount at Denny's. You, you figure it out. So if you're part of the cult, you're part of the Foolish House, uh, if you're part of the Foolish House cult, we're on strike against USPS. We'll still take their shit if they get it right. You know, because we want our we want the things that we ordered, but we're not happy about it. It's like it's like taking a pamphlet from people who come knock on your door trying to talk to you about Jesus. Ah, you'll take it, but it's because you're being nice. You don't give a fuck. You know, they're you're you know. So for USPS, you're dead to us. You're dead to us. You're lucky. I don't get to pick who delivers my packages. Anyway, I guess that's it for the for this episode. I'm already over. I'm already over an hour. I probably got to cut something out. I have fucking speech impediments when I start talking really fast, and that's just what happens. But, um, like I said, if you're part of the cult now, if even and guess what? If you didn't know, if you don't know, now you know. This is a cult that I've started. You're a part of it, whether you like it or not. And if you end up not liking it, you're out. But guess what? You can't come back. You, once, you, once you're kicked out of the cult, you're out. Maybe you can file some paperwork and try to get in. I'll talk to my HR person, but we'll, which is Manessa. But we'll, we'll see about getting you back in if you change your mind. But that's what it is now. Um, but if you are part of the, uh, if you are part of the Fuller's House cult, share the, uh, do me a favor, share the podcast. We have to let's grow the family. Let's grow the the cult family. That's what, yeah, when you're in a cult, you don't say you're in a cult. You say it's a family. Like, uh, what's his name? Charles Manson. Yeah, you're in, it's the Fuller's House family. We're in the Fuller's House family. And if let's grow the family. So share the podcast on uh, anywhere that you feel you could share it. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Do the whole thing. Uh, if you are listening to this on Apple, and even if you're not listening to it on Apple... Go to Apple Podcasts and rate it five stars so we can grow. We can grow the Fuller's House family. And um, I don't know if there's anything else that I meant to get out. If I missed it, oh well. You know I'll be back next week, the same time, Monday, nine a.m. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, share it. Uh, Please, please help me share this. Share the podcast. Uh, rate it five stars. Let let more people know, and don't you know? Don't tell them they're don't tell them they're joining a cult. They're joining a family. Like I said, I can't thank you thank you guys enough. I know this is all fucking random and goofy, but that's I'm I'm trying to do better at actually showing y'all my real personality because I even even my family really does not know my real personality because it's or not they don't know it to the full extent because even them like there's some stuff I I can't really say around them because I'm like. Uh, they might be like, who the fuck are you? Like, why did you just think that? But, uh, I'm trying to get better. Like I said, I'm trying to get better at actually showing y'all like my real personality and just being like, you know what? This is how it is. That's how I am. And if you, if you get me, then you get it. And if you don't, you don't. But, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Share the podcast wherever you can. 
uh rate it five stars on um apple Podcasts. uh again thank you guys for listening i'll see y'all next week i'm out oh i should let it go